Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Billy Lanter. Billy, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Excellent. Let's do this. Billy is a CFP, a CTFA, an AIF, and he is a fiduciary investment advisor with Unified Trust Company. I'm excited to have you on. Billy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Sure. Thanks, uh, George, for having me on the show. Uh, really looking forward to this. So, um, Mary got two kids of my own, uh, which we'll talk about uh, during the show today. Um, Love being outdoors just from a personal standpoint, but from a, from a professional standpoint, uh, I, I love my job. There's a lot of joy I find in helping people find peace about money. Uh, it's, just, it's a topic that brings anxiety and, unfortunately, into marriages. Um, so fun, trying to help people in an area that uh, seems to be really problematic in our culture today is something I really enjoy doing. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do certainly struggle with it. So <laughs> there is a, a lot of room to do good work and to help people. So something that uh, we don't talk enough about on the show is helping the next generation uh, form good money habits or just be exposed to money in a positive light. And I think that since so many of us struggle with money personally, it's tough for us to to then talk to our kids about money. So I'm excited to talk a little bit about that today. So how do we get started with that? Um, what What's really the value in talking to kids about money? It's kind of a big topic, but let's just jump into it. Yeah, and so there's a couple of things. I mean, as you mentioned, financial literacy just in this country is, is frankly abysmal. I mean, there's uh, surveys and studies that come out every year. There's quizzes that people take, and uh, the results are are pretty staggering. Uh, and what they what they show overall, not just testing people's financial knowledge, but looking at people's financial practices. Savings rates are low, uh, debts high, decisions are usually uninformed and and hasty. And our kids see that. And uh, unfortunately, our kids model a lot of times our behavior and what they see. There's there's little education in schools. Um, only five states in the country today actually have a personal finance requirement coming out of high school. Um, so one of the problems is you know, a lot of parents that just assume the schools are teaching, um, and that's just really not the case. That's uh, about 16% of all high school graduates actually come out of school with some level of pers- of personal finance knowledge, um, and so it, it's just not enough. So a lot of the education and, and good money habits are, and training are going to have to come from home. They're going to have to come from uh, a family environment, from practicing. And so uh, there, there's a lot of things parents can do um, to help their kids. One of the things you mentioned, I, I, the reason I hear from a lot of my clients where I've done a lot, I've done a lot of work in this space, you, you hit it exactly right. There's three primary reasons people don't teach their kids about money. One is they don't feel knowledgeable themselves enough to pass on something to their kids. Uh, that's by far the most the primary reason. A second one is just embarrassment of, of the parents' own financial situation. They don't want their kids to know that mom and dad don't have it all together. Um, and that that's a, a, a large second one. The third I already mentioned is just people assume schools are teaching. So 
Um, there, there's a lot of things people can do, and I think it really starts with just intentionality. I mean, if, if there's nothing else you wanted to take away, we'll talk about some resources and things you can do. But the intentionality of just involving your kids in money decisions is incredibly important. Share your mistakes. Um, share your lessons you've learned. Be open and vulnerable with your kids. A lot of the, a lot of the best lessons you can learn don't, excuse me, don't come from a textbook. Uh, they come from discussion. So I, I really think it, this message starts with an intentionality about involving your kids in money decisions. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, and that's, that's, I think, the best term for it is just to be intentional about it. And, you know, we are, and whether it's 50% or more or less, nature versus nurture, we are the product of, of our environments. And I don't think that people really appreciate that we don't we we don't want to screw up our kids in any way, uh, but if we're not intentional about it, we will pass along the same poor money habits to them. So so being intentional, I think I think makes all the sense in the world. So yeah, I've seen some families build some uh, esprit de corps, if you will, around sort of their family and money. Um, I've had a couple families even come up with like a, a family logo. You know, what does it mean to be part of our family? Um, and that, that can be money, it can be a lot of things, but money is certainly a, a strong component of that. If this is what our family believes in. This is how we choose to spend money, how we choose to give money. Um, but an, another, an, parents need to know they're not alone. There's a lot of resources out there that can help parents. So, again, it starts with the intentionality. And then if you're going to be intentional, look at resources that are available um, to you. There's a lot of those out there. Um, you can go online and, and obviously Google several, some of my favorites that I've found. Um, there's actually a really neat piece that's put out by the Treasury Department. Uh, it's called Money As You Grow. And it's got some really uh, age-appropriate uh, things you can do uh, from starting with your 3- to 5-year-old all the way up through your 18-plus uh, young adult. And just some tips you can do along the way, some some ways to interact with them. But I think that's the key is just make it fun. I, I said involve your involve your kids in money decisions, but you've got to make it fun for your children and make it something that they're excited about and they want to do. Um, just some tangible examples I could offer that of some things I've seen clients do and things we've done in our house. Um, you know, again, depending on your, your kids. So with younger kids, what we've done is this, uh, you've, you've probably heard of this, all your listeners have probably heard of this, but it's really effective. Just three simple jars on their dresser or nightstand of, of give, save, spend. And, you know, you, you can learn a lot from that when your kid's doing work or doing chores or earning an allowance, whatever it is, and they're, they're earning money. There's a lot of lessons in, just in that right there of earning money through work. Um, but then what do you do with the money? And carving that out into these sort of give, save, spend jars at a very young age starts to form some really good, meaningful habits and helping your kids decide what's an appropriate amount to give, what's an appropriate amount to save, um, and setting goals of what you're saving for and thinking about something beyond the toy I see at the toy store right now and, and saving something uh, for that over time, but there's a lot of there's a lot of really great tools like that. I don't know if you've uh, done anything like that or heard any other sort of topics like that you wanted to add to. I love the uh, <clears throat> I love the give save spend. Is there a <clears throat> pardon me? Is there a breakdown that if if child is earning an allowance every week, what 
what percentage goes to each one? Yeah, well, I mean, you could do whatever you want. Obviously, what I've tried to do is set minimums instead of really telling the kid how to do it. You know, let's save at least 10%. So if you're getting $10, we're going to save at least $1 of that. Okay, if you want to save more, great, um, and talk about that. But but give them some minimums and goals to shoot for, some guidance. Uh, but at least 10% on saving. I try to do at least 10% on giving. Um, my my seven-year-old... Um, you know, for her birthday, really wanted to, uh, she she was motivated by something, uh, a need that she saw, and so she wanted to give way above and beyond the, the normal 10% we had talked about. And so that's really neat to see your kid know what the, a suggestion is from an adult, but see something that motivates them. And she chose to make a different decision. So, you know, that as a parent, that's very rewarding to see your child want to do something different, uh, but I said, instead of giving them rules, some guidelines, but yeah, sort of a 10, 10, 10, 80, or, or 15, 15, 70 is usually a good starting point with those three categories. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and you're 100% right. I think that we could all benefit from a little bit of delayed gratification, because <laughs> our culture certainly does not reinforce that as a valuable thing, so helping your kid understand now, that. Now, now, now. Right, yeah. well, <laughs> Helping, helping our kid understand that, hey, that's a pretty cool toy, but it's going to take us, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months to be able to save up to buy it and then just, just reinforce that. So I wanted to circle back on this idea of a family logo, um, and it really sort of gets to the idea of understanding or putting in place what your family values are when it comes to money. And I think that that's awesome because that's important to reinforce all those things. Um, Can you just tell me a little bit more about that? Is it, these are the things that we do spend money on? These are the things that we avoid? Is it that kind of, kind of a thing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my family in particular, we, uh, we haven't gone so far as a, a logo yet, but our, our family saying that our kids know very well is that we value experiences over things. And so when we're out at a store and they see that really cool toy, not that they can't have it, it's not no to everything, but we talk a lot about the experiences that we have and what we value. And our kids have really started to take to that and see that. And they see that because they get older, they have had a lot of unique experiences that their peers have not had. Um, and so that it provides a lot of meaning to them and, and an identity to them, if you will, not just of our family, but also of our, of our finances and our money. Um, and so there's a lot of things you, that, again, just that family identity, whether it's a logo or a slogan, uh, whatever you want it to be, that uh, can really help your kids and give them some definition about what those values are, whether it's money or, or several other areas um, of your life. But, uh, again, just for, for me and, and clients I've seen that have done this type of work, um, it's really impactful. I, I love it, and that's, that's great. Experiences over things, um, delayed gratification, all those, all those are really important. So do you find that – I'm trying to remember exactly what, what Dave Ramsey's terminology is, but I don't think he likes the term allowance um, – he likes to, to compensate his kids for work being done around the house. Um, do you have feelings yeah, or thoughts on that? Yeah, I would agree that? with that. I can't recall. Yeah, I can't recall what his term is. I, I, allowance is a, a popular term, but I would agree with that. You know, wages <laughs> might be um, far on the other extreme, but it, it's earning, right? I mean, your kids, it, it's good for your kid to see that they have skills, that they 
can learn and get better at and practice and and that they're of value and there's monetary value to that there's personal value to that there's personal satisfaction that comes with that and just the the reward of of earning money for something that they've done and a job well done uh, again aside from textbooks and personal finance courses there's just a whole lot of life lessons that can be learned out of your kids earning money through something around the house. Uh, another good practical example I've seen of that is um, people having boards on their home, you know, with uh, uh, clothespins attached, and it's called the extra money board. So they'll have various chores labeled on it: uh, vacuum the vacuum the house, um, scrub the scrub the toilets. You know, a list of a list of duties, and each one of them has money already clipped to it. <laughs> So you can see what the reward is, right? If I go and clean the toilets today, um, that's worth $5 maybe or whatever it is. But that's a a neat incentive for kids to see right there in front of them, man, here's some work that needs to be done, and here's some actual value for that work. Um, And they can choose from that, you know, maybe some things they want to do to earn extra money above and beyond what their normal uh, responsibilities may be. I love that idea, actually pinning the money to the actual chore. I think that's, wow, great idea right there. That's awesome. Um, I think that you mentioned um, when you were talking about the piece from the Treasury Department that there's exercises starting at age three. Is that around the time that, that you should start talking to kids about money? or? Yeah, three to five, man. You know your kid uh, better than anybody, but it, it really starts with just showing them money. You know, what, what does money look like? How does money work? Um, I remember just myself as a, as a child growing up, we were at a store and, uh, there was a, you know, some, some treat I couldn't live without or whatever it was. And I remember my, my dad told me, we don't have the money to buy that, whatever it was. And, um, and uh, my response to him was, well, just write a check for it. You know, (laughs) I didn't know I thought money was green. And, uh, so, but just, I remember that specific moment. Being a, a lesson learned for me that money was something beyond just, you know, coins and bills. Um, but three to five is a good age to really start to just show them what money is and to talk about work. You know, your kids are seeing uh, probably some adult in their life leave and go to work, what work is, why work is important, how we use work. So there's a lot of things you can really start in that three to five range of teaching your kids about money um, at even some basic levels before they can count or, or understand these types of concepts. Right. Well, I think that that's great. I mentioned earlier about just the ability of being, or the impact of being personal. Um, and again, just I think it's just showing kids hard decisions, sacrifices that need to be made. Um, another family I've got, they actually have their kids list out um, at the beginning of each year for a New, a New Year's Day activity, if you will, every year is each of their kids gets to list three things they want to do that year. Uh, so let's pick three trips, three vacations, um, three experiences you would like to really have this year. And their kids go research it. They make their kids research what the trip is, how much it would cost for the family to go on this uh, excursion. Um, and then they, they basically present. They make some presentations to the family, and the family talks about it collectively. And they decide. Uh, not everyone gets everything on their wish list, but they pick a couple of things that their kids came up with, that they've come up with a, a cost, a budget for, if you will, and some things that they're going to sacrifice together as a family 
to afford that. You know, if it's above and beyond the normal budget number that a family would use for a vacation, what are some things we're going to do to try to get there? And that gets a lot of buy-in from your kids and excitement that there's a goal um, at the end that they came up with, and uh, it really gets a lot of buy-in from the family of, of sacrifice and things to work for, again, that delayed gratification component. Yeah, people support what they help to create, certainly, and that's true of adults or it's true of kids, and that's also an excellent idea. And I think that the more you can involve kids in any kind of planning, whether it's we're putting together our monthly budget or we're going to the grocery store and here's how much we're going to spend, whatever it might be, just get them involved in it. Um, things that you might think are menial, boring activities, they've certainly never done it before, so it'll be exciting for them. Um, wanted to wanted to talk a little bit about um, whether or not you have ideas or, or feelings on, on birthday parties and presents, on whether or not those are positive, those are or those are bad. <laughs> so, um, the only reason I'm sort of snickering is um, <laughs> my. So, I, I'll tell you what my family does personally, and what I've seen, you know, sort of works well. Um, Again, we've done this with our kids, and seeing the impact it, it's had through the years for them has, has been neat. But we 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 give our children gifts um, at, at birthdays and, and Christmas, of course. For, for birthdays, we've what we've done is request um, people that attend not not necessarily bring a gift um, for our child, but um, as I mentioned, you know, our for our my oldest, her most recent birthday, there was a, something that she was interested in helping support. And so she actually personally reached out to her friends and um, instead of, of gifts, asked for donations to support a cause. Um, and um, that was a neat experience for her to, you know, raise money as a part of a celebration for her and then be able to uh, go personally and, and deliver what she had raised for that cause and, and see the impact that was going to make. So, I, you know, guess that our society is, is by and large not in need of a lot right. materially. Uh, we're in need of a lot in other areas, uh, but we're not in need of a lot materially. So I think finding ways to declutter and have less stuff in your house. I, I would be shocked to find a parent today that doesn't feel overwhelmed with stuff in their home. Um, so I, I think we're, we're, we're not necessarily in need of more stuff, but more values and experiences and lessons. And so the way you can, again, just back to that intentionality, think about what you could do, um, not just with more stuff, but with more lessons and involve your kid again find ways that it, it you know your kid doesn't think they're getting gypped out of birthday toys make it something that they want to do and they're excited about um but that just it gets back to that family motto and the logo and just what defines your your family and it's over time you're not going to do this if you haven't you know for those listening think well i didn't start at three to five you know it's gonna be hard to teach my 10 to 12 year old now to change these habits it's a process uh, you mentioned right. earlier it, it's often the mundane seemingly insignificant events that just over time shape us into who we are and that that's us and that's our kids um so don't don't give up uh, a lot of a lot of lessons learned aren't just about textbook concepts but they're emotional money's very emotional and so teaching lessons that go beyond 
just dollars and cents uh, go a long way with our kids and ourselves. No doubt about it. And that's the reason I ask is my I have a, a soon-to-be two-year-old, and I'm a bit of a minimalist, and I also know that if kids have too many toys, they, they don't even know what to do with them anyway. So I like the idea of what you were talking about, asking uh, people to support a cause or bringing a gift for a child in need. Uh, but it's easier said than done. So none of us took a vow of poverty, and it's going to be dependent on uh, <laughs> on what you and your family value, which is exactly what you said. So all good stuff. Well, Billy, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Years ago, um, I, have, I have a lot of clients that ask me this, and uh, a, a common refrain I get worded in different ways is, how much is enough to, to leave your kids from an inheritance standpoint to help them but not hurt them? And you know, I've thought about that a lot through the years, and, and the only way I've really seen and heard how to answer that question appropriately is however much you've prepared them for. Uh, I've seen people inherit $50,000, and some inherit millions of dollars, and it doesn't affect their life. $50,000, it ruins somebody's life. So. Uh, the difference-making tip, I'd say, is money has very little to do with zeros and everything to do with attitude. Um, it, 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 there's never enough. Uh, there are people with millions of dollars that worry about funding their retirement. <laughs> um, so money has very little to do with zeros. Bray, what I would challenge your listeners and families to do is start preparing our kids, whether it's an inheritance and whether it's for life, Start preparing our kids with that intention of it. Break this taboo cycle, if you will, of money and family. A lot of times they're sort of like oil and water. And we just don't talk about it. Start having real conversations with your kids. Don't be give up the embarrassment uh, that you might have about your personal situation or your lack of knowledge and learn with your kids. Dive in. Uh, but if, if, if you will accept that challenge wholeheartedly and embrace it, I think you'll be amazed at one, the willingness of your kids to want to learn, and two, uh, what you and your kids can learn together through this process. I've just seen that happen over and over and over. So be intentional, break that cycle, and, and start preparing the next generation. I love it. It is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So, Billy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, so you can go to uh, our website, unifiedtrust.com, and uh, on our About Us, there's uh, my profile and information about us. But we also have a blog that's really good. It's right on our homepage blog. I've got several posts on there related to topics like this and others uh, if people want to read more. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Billy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to unifiedtrust.com. Check out the blog, and all that will be listed in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Billy. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!